Gypsy Audio presents No Thirteenth Floor by A.J. Clarkson. So you know who won? Haley. Again, he's won the last three football pools. What the hell? I know, right? So I told... Hey, miss, push the up button for me, would you? I've run out of hands. Sure thing. Thanks. Why are you carrying all that food? Did you buy coffee and donuts for the entire floor? Haley gets the cash for being top dog in a football pool. Low man gets to treat everybody to Starbucks. Guess who came up in last place this week? Yeah. So anyway, I told Bill I wasn't buying into any more pools until somebody else besides Haley won one. Either that guy's cheating, or he's got Harry Potter's wand hidden under that ugly-ass tie he wears all the... Oh, excuse me. You okay? I didn't mean to step on your foot. Oh, oh, it's okay. No harm done. What floor do you guys need? Seventh. Eighth. You can't really think he's cheating, Phil. How do you cheat on a football pool? Yeah, I know, but he's just too damn lucky. Or maybe he's just a genius at handicapping the games. You should move out to Vegas. With that luck... Whoa! What the hell? Why is it so dark on this floor? And what's that weird smell? Is there a power outage? If the power was out, the elevator wouldn't be lit. Or working at all. It's noon. Shouldn't be so dark, even with a power failure. Anybody out here? Hello? Is this even the right floor? I don't know what floor we're on. None of the buttons are lit. What? That can't be right. See? And look at the digital display above the doors. No floor numbers. Just an EE error message, I guess. Did you notice the furniture? Everything's draped in white sheets. Like drop cloths or dust cover... Whoa! Wow! Oh, wow! Push the close button. If this is some sort of glitch, maybe closing the door will get us moving again. Oh, good. I was starting there worried there for a minute. That was so cool. A little creepy, but still cool. <laughs> Who are you, the Crypt Keeper? How's a blacked-out floor cool? Because it's a genuine urban legend. In the flesh, so to speak. I mean, how cool is that? I've been here four years, and I've heard about the fifth floor lots of times. But I've never actually seen it until now. Fifth floor? What's the big deal about the fifth floor? The big deal is that there isn't one. Except when there is. Huh? Can I buy a vowel, Pat? You're not making any. Hey, we're between floors. Hey, look up there. That's the seventh floor, I think. That's Bill Nelson. Bill. Bill Nelson. I can just see him right over there. Bill! Here, give me a hand. If we try and force the door open a little more, maybe you can lift Nancy here up. It's Vicky, and there's no way I'm climbing out between floors. Getting chopped in half in a freak elevator accident is not a good career move for me. Jesus. I'll do it. First, we have to get this door open. Chris, you push left. I'll push right. Ready? One, two, three. 
Great. Bill, here, step up into my hand. I'll give you a boost. That didn't sound good. Hey, no, the doors are closing again. Catch him, Chris! Bam! Is everyone okay? Vicky, are you alright? Yeah, it just scared me out of ten years of my life. How far did we fall? Great. The floor counter is showing E, E again. It couldn't have been far. We wouldn't have survived a fall all the way to the basement levels, and falling much more than a single level would have broken bones. I feel like a horse kicked me, but nothing's broken. Okay, so... Figure the third floor? Great. Just great. Did you try the emergency signal? Not yet. Hang on. Oh, I hate that sound already. My cell phone doesn't have any bars. Do you guys have any signal? Nope. Sorry, me neither. Let me check something. Yes. I was half afraid they didn't install emergency phones in elevators anymore. I figured they disappeared along with phone booths. For emergency use only. This definitely qualifies. Hit the call button. You've reached the Fulbright Building Communications Central. If you have a medical emergency, please hang up. Dial star 1 for an outside line, then dial 911. If you need to speak to security, press 2 now. If you need to speak to building maintenance, press 3 now. If you need to speak to... If you need to speak to housekeeping, press 1. If you need to speak to air quality and conditioning, press 2. If Is it working? To, yeah, but it's a voicemail. Give me a second. Ah, Christ, I hate voicemail. What if I happened to talking to a real person? The machine is cheaper than a switchboard operator. Cool it. I can't hear. Press 6. If you need to speak to elevator maintenance, press 7. If you need... Hi, this is Robert Wilcox. I'm not at my desk at the moment. After the beep, leave a message with your name, uh, number, and your question. I'll call you back as soon as possible. Thanks. Hey, I'm Chris, and I'm stuck on this goddamn elevator. It fell at least one story, and I'd appreciate it if you got us out of here before it falls the rest of the way and squashes us all over the basement. <coughs> with an answering machine. You're kidding. You wish. Great. So we're stuck until maintenance gets their heads out of their asses and check their voicemail. Better get comfortable. We may be a while. How long has it been? Two hours. Well, two hours and 22 minutes or so, if you want to be specific. Damn. <sighs> Hey, Vicky, tell us about the fifth floor. Huh? The blacked-out floor the elevator opened onto. You said it was some sort of urban legend. I wanted to hear more. Hey, yeah, I want to hear that story, too. Might as well. Okay, have you ever noticed the flaw in the elevator button panel? No fifth floor, right? Huh? Here, look at the buttons. Hey, I never noticed that before. One, two, three, four, six, seven... 
There's no fifth floor. Right. The official explanation from building maintenance is that there was a design error from when the Fulbright building was first built, back in the 30s. The floors were just misnumbered. The office numbers were changed to reflect what the elevator said. The building's been remodeled at least half a dozen times since then. True. Supposing correcting a numbering error would be too much trouble. Every office above the fourth floor would have to be renumbered, and that would cost a lot more than just leaving the buttons on the elevator as is. And that's the official story. But there's another version, one the housekeeping staff, the secretaries, and the security officers all tell. How much do you know about Austin Fulbright? The guy who built this place? Not much. He was some sort of junior Vanderbilt at the turn of the century, right? Yeah, I remember that much. There was talk he was a real cutthroat type. Stopping at nothing to dominate the New York City real estate trade. The 19th century answer to a pre-White House Donald Trump. Without the bad hair. Right, but did you know he was heavy into the occult? Spiritualism was still pretty big at the turn of the century. Spirit mediums, seances, you name it. Rumor held that Austin Fulbright was hip-deep in it all. He was rumored to be part of the foundation of the Golden Dawn Movement and Alistair Crowley's right-hand man. The Golden Dawn? Who's Alistair Crowley? Witchcraft for the 20th century. Bunch of geezers playing dress-up and sacrificing goats. Ridiculous stuff. Crowley was the head loony of the loony club. I don't know about that. But a lot of people took the Golden Dawn very seriously. Anyway, the story goes that Crowley and Fulbright consulted the spirits, or the devil, depending on which story you've heard, in the design of the building. <laughs> Sounds about right. I've always thought the parking garage had to have been designed by Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Crowley and Fulbright had a falling out not long after, and Fulbright took about half of the Golden Dawn congregation with him when he left. They set up their own competing cult, and they met right here in this building. Don't tell me. Let me guess. On the fifth floor. Well, that I don't know. But supposedly they had turned the fifth floor into some sick killing jar. A what? Killing jar is something bug collectors use to kill butterflies and such when they catch them. Right. Supposedly the fifth floor was turned into a death maze. The deaths of the people trapped there fueled the cult's magical spells and caused their unusual financial and social success. The cult would grab young people from the streets of New York and put them on the fifth floor. If they could find their way out, they could go free. But they had to run the gauntlet first, get past death traps and monsters summoned from the depths of hell. According to some versions, nobody ever escaped, that if they survived the maze, they had their throats cut by Fulbright himself, so they couldn't tell the cops what was going on. Other versions say that the few people who did manage to escape were driven mad by the experience, or the survivors ended up joining the cult, becoming cat's paws to lure in other victims. Good lord, what a crock. Oh, come on, I didn't say I believed any of it. You said you wanted to hear the story, so I'm telling you the story. Austin Fulbright pulled a Judge Carter, didn't he? Disappeared in the thin air and was never heard from again, right? Yep, he was in this building too. His office was on the top floor. He showed up for work, said hello to his secretary, went into his office, and vanished. When his secretary went to bring him the mail, he wasn't there. 
There was no back door out of his office, and he hadn't gone out through the front. His coat and hat were still on the hook, and even his cigar was still burning in the ashtray, as though he were going to come back any minute. Nobody ever saw him again. The legends say either he was consumed by the magic he'd been nurturing on the fifth floor, or that he'd just moved on to the fifth floor permanently, and is still occasionally abducting young prostitutes or homeless guys to run the gauntlet. And what does that have to do with the elevator buttons? Well, after Fulbright disappeared, they tried to remodel the fifth floor, but there were a lot of accidents, disappearances, mysterious deaths, you name it. It got so the city contractors wouldn't even talk to the building's owners. So they just closed off the floor, and when the elevators were installed, they rigged it so they couldn't stop at the fifth floor at all. Except every now and then, when the elevator is malfunctioning, or if there's a thunderstorm, an electrical glitch, who knows what, sometimes the elevator will stop on the fifth floor anyway. And? And what? And what happens to the passengers if the elevator stops on the fifth floor? I don't know. Some stories say nothing. Most of the stories I heard, the door opens on the dark floor, it closes, and they go on about their day. At least as long as the writers stay in the elevators. And if they don't stay on the elevator? Not good. Nobody ever sees them again. The monsters get them, or they die trying to escape. But if that were so, then how would all the stories about the fifth floor get out? Good point. Oh, for Christ's sake, what a stupid story. They made a bunch of movies like this, right? Boring. Hey, that's a story. Take it or leave it. You saw the blacked-out floor, same as me. What you care to believe about it is your problem. It's a great story, Vicky. But honestly, I don't buy it either. Crazy serial killers using death traps straight out of Batman comics? Yeah, maybe. But magic and witchcraft? Nah. Me either, but you know what they say. Hey, that's the emergency phone. On it. Hello? Hello? This is uh, Robert with maintenance. Uh, did you call about an elevator malfunction? Yes. Oh, thank heaven. We're going a little crazy up here. They took their sweet frickin' time, didn't they? Shh! The elevator stuck between floors. Then it dropped about ten feet. Okay, just a sec. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm showing a malfunction flag on elevator two. Tell him about opening on the dark floor. Yeah, is the remodeling going on on one of the floors? Yeah, somebody's always doing something like that. Uh, why? Just before the elevator stopped between floors, it stopped on a floor that looked like they were doing some remodeling. Uh-huh. What floor was that? Then the display started malfunctioning. No workers and no light. It was like advanced darkness. Like the windows were covered, too. The only light came from the elevator. Hmm. Alright, I'm going to try rebooting your, uh, your onboard computer with a little luck. That's all it'll take. Uh, just stay on the line, please. Sure thing. Hey, the lights went out. We're moving. Did that work? The lights cut out for a second, but then they came back on, and now we're moving. Okay, what floor are you on? Uh, fourth, but we're going up. Okay, uh, so far it just looks like a simple computer glitch. 
But uh, just to be safe, uh, stay on the line with me until everybody's off of the car. Then I'll lock it down until we can uh, get some people in to look at it. Sounds like a plan to me. He says it should be fine, just a computer glitch. That fall didn't feel like a computer glitch to me. I'm just glad to be moving. Fifth floor, twice in one day. That is not a good sign. Oh, little girl, you're reading way too much into an urban legend. What? What? Then what's the problem? Everybody okay? I thought you said, uh, the door opened onto the blacked out floor again. Well, um, okay. Did you see somebody moving in there? No. Wait. Yeah. Is that... That can't be a person. It's too big. Jesus! What's going on? Hit the button, Chris. Quit taking around on the phone and get the door closed. Oh, thank Jesus. Um, what's going on in there? No, nothing. Sorry. The door's closed and we're moving up again. What was moving in the dark? Was I imagining it? You didn't imagine that growl. I just want to get off this stupid thing, immediately, if not sooner. I am never getting on an elevator, ever, ever. The stairs are better for your glutes, anyway. Oh no, not again. What the hell? What did you do, Chris? We were going up, why are we back here? I didn't do anything. Hello? Hey, maintenance dude? You still there? What do we do? We're back on the fifth floor. Strange is the night where the black stars rise. What? Strange moons circle through the skies. Close the doors. this flipping loony can you get the doors to close listen it's not working can we force the doors to close manually i don't think guys shut up and listen the growling stopped maybe it went away what do we do now we can't get the doors to close and even if we could get them closed and the elevator running again there's no guarantee it won't just come back here again then what do you suggest? What Vicky said just a minute ago. The stairs. You can't be serious. You can't go in there. Sure I am. Think about it. The fire stairs are less than ten feet from the elevator doors. And they have to have an open door on every floor. That's the law. And it's not like the stairs can circle back on themselves or skip floors like this stupid machine's been doing. Well, Vicky, he has a point. Well, I'm not going out in that... You have no guarantee the fire door is unlocked, we don't have a flashlight, and whatever was doing all that growling can't get far enough away to suit me. God, do you have to be such a little girl about it? 
Oh, really? Should we ask your wife whether you have any Hershey squirts in your boxers tonight? Mr. Shut the door, shut the door. Now, see here, little missy, I don't... Enough! The fire door should be visible from here. Do you see the exit signs? They're not lit up, but I can see them. The door's right there where it's supposed to be. I'm still not going out there. Fine. Stay here and be Monster Chow. I'm going. Phil! Hey, Phil! You don't have to prove anything. Don't worry about her. Don't go if you're not sure. The door's not locked, guys. Just give me... No. What the hell is that? Oh, no. No! Oh, make it stop. Make it stop. Just stop. Oh, Jesus, please work. Oh, Jesus, please work. Make him stop, Chris. Make it stop. Make it stop. This is terrible. Please. Please just make it stop. Come here. See? You're safe. You're safe. The doors are closed. Nothing can get in. Just hold on. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Make it stop. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> okay, Vicky, we're getting out of here. No, don't open those doors. I'm not going to open the door. Here, look up here. See the door above our head? You know what that is, right? Emergency hatch. Right, first time. It's the emergency hatch, and I'll be damned if I can think of a bigger emergency than this one. Now, tell me, are you afraid of heights? No. Good. Here, step up on my hands, I'll give you a boost up. I don't know. There's nothing to it. Just push the door open and climb onto the roof of the elevator. I'll be right behind you. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> That's it. Put your foot on my shoulder. Just step up. That's it. Told you the door would push open. Now, exactly. You're doing great, Vicky. Okay. Get back from the edge so I can make a jump for it. <clears throat> <clears throat> I am not in as good shape as I thought. You doing okay, Vicky? Yeah, sorry about losing it. I just... No worries, hun. I'm pretty close to losing it, too. But we're still sane. More or less. We're still kicking. So far, so good. Okay, give me a sec to catch my breath, and then we're getting out of here. What's the plan? See over there. That... 
That's a ladder leading up to the next floor. We're going to climb that, flip the catch on the doors, and voila. We'll be freaking out the accountant's office on the sixth floor. How do you know how to do all of this? Did you work your way through school as a maintenance man or something? Die Hard. What? I'm a fan of the Die Hard movies. I've got every one of them on Blu-ray. Even a good day to Die Hard, which is pretty cheesy. Seriously? <laughs> You're saving us from a horrific nightmare <laughs> with your vast knowledge of... <laughs> Of action movies? <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris. Let's get this show on the road. Where's your name, John McLean? <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Roy. <laughs> Here, let me go first. Far up is the sixth floor. Not far at all. I can see it from here. So, is it just Die Hard, or do you like all Bruce Willis movies? Mostly just Die Hard. I liked The Sixth Sense. Okay, hang on. I'm at the door. Give me a second to figure out how to tip this catch and get the door open. So anyway, you were saying The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I like that one. I also like the one where he's a thief, and he and his partner sing songs to time their burglaries. What was the name of that one? Hudson Hawk, are you kidding me? And here I was under the impression you might have some taste in movies. Good Lord, Hudson Hawk. He had a nice singing voice. I mean, not pretty, you know, but comfy. Almost got this catch. Yeah. Got it. Now push the doors open. Strange is the night where the black stars rise, and strange moons circle through the skies. But stranger still is lost Carcosa. What? I was just saying I liked Bruce's singing. No, that song. That's the poem the maintenance man was reciting. Where did you hear it? Oh, I've always known it. The King in Yellow taught it to me. The King in what? Hey, the doors. It's the fifth floor again. But that's not possible. The elevator car's still on the fifth floor right there. It can't. down there, my girl? I am. Give me your hand, my dear. Where are Phil and Chris? Being prepared. We need to take our places. The festivities are nearly at hand. Sing, O oh my soul, my voice is dead. Die thou unsung as tears unshed shall dry and die in lost Carcosa. You sing so 
beautifully, my sweet. No 13th Floor was written by A.J. Clarkson, produced by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard and Gypsy Audio, and directed and post-produced by Alex Gilmore. With Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Vicky, Stacy Dukes as Phil, Alex Gilmore as Chris, Lee J. Sands as the voicemail operator, and Keith R.A. DeCandido as Robert. Music by Kevin McLeod and sound effects courtesy of Free Sound Project. For full credits, please visit gypsyaudio.org. This recording is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License, gypsyaudio.org, 2017.